Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we magnify and glorify your precious name, thanking you, Lord God, for this day. Oh, what a mighty and awesome God that you are. And we can sense and feel your presence this day, oh God. Thank you for your presence, oh Lord. Thank you for your loving kindness and your tender mercy, Lord. And as you speak to our hearts, Lord God, I continue to pray that we, each and every one of us, that we will be wide open to receive from you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Glory be to God. Wow. God is just so good. You know, while uh, there's so many awesome and beautiful testimonies. Yeah, the children's for children's church. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> amen. Glory be to God. We excuse the children's for children's church. There is a um, man. I'm just really caught up right now, so just bear with me. Because we all have testimonies. And we all ought to have testimonies. And the thing about it is, is that we all need to be in touch or in tune to and with our testimonies. Because our testimonies is our journey. It's the journey that God has one on. See, because the testimony, you, you know, it, it, I heard somebody say that there's no uh, money without the, oh, is that money? No, there, <laughs> there's no money without the test. No. <laughs> no, there's no overcoming, there's no testimony without the test, my friend, in there. Um, and so the, our testimony, if we, if we understand it for what God has intended it to be, and the value that it has with us and for us, then what one will understand is that our testimony uh, is the vehicle that God uses to take us to our destiny, my friend, in there. So this is the reason why it's very important that we be in touch and in tune to the testimony, because in other words, then you, you are in touch and in tune in, in what God is doing in your life. Come on, somebody. So with that just being said, we want to, uh, you know, turn your Bibles to 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy uh, chapter 3 in there. And God wants to just speak to us a little while Yo, this is, we'll, we're going to be in, in several different places. I can't even really say that this is our text verse, but we're going to start, we'll start with this verse. Yo, in there, and, and in starting here, what we find in, in 2 Timothy chapter 3 is, is Paul writing to Timothy, and this is a good place to start uh, as an example to each and every one of us, because what we see here is Paul testifying, come on somebody, Unto the young preacher, the young man that he was 
bringing along under his wing and, and imparting all that God had given him to impart that this young man may become a, a living testimony for the almighty God. So here he is, in, Paul is encouraged in Timothy and he tells him uh, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, starting in verse 10, he says this, but you have carefully followed my doctrine, my manner of life, my purpose, my faith, my long suffering, my love, my perseverance. But look, also, you have carefully followed my persecution. You've also carefully watched or, and followed my afflictions, which happened to me in Antioch at Iconium at Lystra. But look here is what he says. It says, but what persecution I endured and out of all of them, the Lord delivered me. Hallelujah. Out of all of my persecution, the Lord delivered me. Hallelujah. Yes, you can go back to Children's Church. Out of all of my persecution, my affliction, the Lord delivered me. So for the title of the message on this morning, it could go something like this. Look up and see beyond your testimony. Look up. Are y'all with me? This is a serious thing, my friend, and it's one that will encourage us to the max if we get it. See, God is calling us to, to look up and see beyond your testimony. See, the testimony is not just what God is bringing one through, but also what God is bringing one to. Help me, God. Let me say that again. Here in the spirit, my friends. The testimony, our testimony. And what is the testimony? The testimony is that which God, yo, what God has brought us through. The, the things that God, and you know that God has brought you through. See, the testimony, what God has brought you through is not just, uh, yo, the testimony is not just what God has brought you through. But God is wanting to give us an understanding that now that to be able to look up and see beyond our testimony. And when you look up and see beyond your testimony, what you will see is that the testimony is not just what he brought you through, but is what also what he is bringing you to. See, because see, when you make it on the other side of the testimony, what has happened for many in life 
is that when they get on the other side of the, the testimony, then it's almost like uh, they on, on the beach is what I call it. See, it's time now, it's time to kick back and, and do some relaxing. I call it maxing and relaxing. See, many of times, because see, the testimony is, uh, I mean, what, that what she brought you through is, is a long, hard journey. You know, and, and when we get on the other side, when, when God delivers us and he brings us through uh, that, that, that hardship in there, then if we're not careful, we can definitely get into this place that will allow us to, you know, to continue to reflect back, and that's not a bad thing. But in reflecting back, sometimes we don't look forward. See, sometimes we don't understand that uh, we can look back so much to, to, and, and not realize that God brought you uh, uh, through that, 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 that uh, valley or over that mountain. It wasn't for you to camp out once you got past the mountain. It was for you to look up and see beyond your testimony, my friend. It was for us to look and see if where he was taking us. And so for, 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 for so many of us in, in the Christian church today that we, don't, we look back at our testimony, but we never look forward to what God is bringing us to. See, God wants to uh, use, and he's going to use three sources by which one receives a testimony. He wants us to look at how we receive our testimony. See it, you got to hear this. You got to hear this, my friend. Because see, in looking up and, and seeing beyond our testimony, then we won't get comfortable once God brings us through, but we'll open our eyes and we'll see the horizon that he's taken us to. Y'all ain't getting this. You ain't getting it because if you would, then you would be jumping out of your seat. Because, yeah, I, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. I understand that the testimony is a hard journey. And, and, and it's full of gladness because, see, the testimony is one that speaks of the, uh, that we just overcame. So uh, it speaks of a, a, a rejoicing, in not, which we ought to. We just read that in Psalms 34. You know, in there, it, it speaks of a time where one has just went, been through the ringer, and then in the time that you've been through the ringer, then when you get on that other side, then man, it's like, whoa. It's a time of, uh, again, as though we are on the beach. It's a time that one could easily fall into uh, a, a, a mindset or a heart set to just, man, I don't, I'm, I don't need to go no further. Let me just sit down and rest right here. But God is wanting to serve some notice on today, my friend, that he never brings you through any affliction, any trial, any tribulation, any persecution. He never gives you a testimony unless he's taking you somewhere. And where he's taking you is not backwards. It's forward. So let us look real quickly at three sources by which one receives a testimony. Number one, the Bible speaks to us uh, of one that we all are familiar with, and that is suffering afflictions. Suffering afflictions is uh, typically looked at as uh, biblically as physical and health problems. 
James, the writer in, in, in James chapter 5, we can go there real quick. He tells us that when we suffer afflictions, keep in mind what we're talking about. Let's not get sidetracked because we go into a familiar passage of scripture, but understand what the journey is today. The journey is us looking up, you know, lifting up our eyes that we may see beyond the testimony and just realizing that, that, that beyond the, when God brings you through something is because he, he's taking you somewhere. And we cannot stop at the rest area and think that we that made it to uh, the destination. But we have to be encouraged and know that uh, and, we use, and we can use what God has brought us to as fuel and as a motivation to look up and to move forward. So affliction is a, is a hard thing. And, and many of you, have God has already worked uh, and you have a beautiful testimony on how God has brought you through some major afflictions. Some major health problems, some major uh, health situations or physical injury. Some of us have that testimony, glory be to God. But when God healed your body, he wasn't healing you for you just to continue to, to look backward. He was healing you just as it's been spoken earlier this, today. He was healing us that we, he can use us. This is the very reason why, you know, for the church, God is really ringing out in the church today that we pay attention to our health as believers. Because as believers, what he needs us to do is to be healthy enough that, we, that he can use us, that somebody can come to know him. And that we don't continue to, you know, uh, to, to have bad health and, 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 and not be vessels that are fit for the use, the master's use. In James chapter 5, number one, the, the affliction is one source of, or one vehicle that God uses to give us a testimony. And when I say that he uses, I'm not talking about he causes the affliction necessarily. What I'm talking about is that when one is afflicted, then this is a vehicle that God uses as he delivers us out of all, just like Paul told Timothy. See, you watched my manner of life. You've seen how I was persecuted, how I suffered many things. But God has delivered us Deliver me out of all of them. In their glory be to God. And affliction is one. So in verse 13 it says, if anyone among you is suffering, let them do what? You said it, Rick, that we got to pray. When we are afflicted or suffering, then the first thing that we need to do is pray for ourselves. Call on the name of the Lord. And so it goes on to say, uh, if any one of you cheerful, let them sing songs. If anyone among you are sick, let them call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of Jesus. And it says the prayer of the righteous will do what? The prayer of the of faith, excuse me, will save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. There's the testimony, my friend. 
and the Lord will raise them up. See, some of us have been raised and lifted up off of sick beds and through sickness and, and through diseases and, and through much affliction to our body. Some of us then went through major surgeries even, and it was the Lord who raised you up. Somebody got a testimony in this place. But no, through this source of affliction, that your testimony that God has given you is one that as he has brought you through, that he needs you to look up now and to look beyond the testimony. Don't just stay right there. But know that it was a purpose behind him bringing you through that. It's because now what he wants to do is to use you. We cannot get comfortable, my friends. And this is, the, the, this is a, a serious thing. And no, this ain't no message that's going to make you be jumping up and shouting today. But if you hear with the, with the spirit, if you hear from the uttermost parts of your heart what thus saith the Lord and what God is speaking to us, it certainly will change your heart set. It will change your heart set. Why are we talking about this? Because God is, is needing the church to look up. We quickly will talk about our testimony and we ought to, don't misunderstand me. But as quickly as we are willing to testify about the goodness of the Lord, then we ought to open our eyes or lift up our eyes and see the goodness of the Lord. Because one, he didn't stop being good when he brought you through. He didn't stop being good when he delivered uh, Paul through all that he went through in, 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 in Lystra, in, in Antioch, in Iconium. No, that was just the beginning. The second uh, source or, or vehicle that God uses to give us testimony is persecution. Persecution. What is biblical persecution? And God wants to speak to us right there for just a second because persecution it has a wide range. It has a wide range because when we look at the church, the early church, when the church first started, we look at, at Paul, Peter, John, uh, Barnabas, and all of them guys. The, the church, it, 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 talked, it says it in the book of Acts how the, ch the church, when it first started, immediately it began to be persecuted. And the persecution that the church endured from then, from that very time at the very beginning uh, in the, of the start of the church, that persecution uh, included murder. People were martyred for the sake of Christ. People were beaten uh, for the sake of Christ. See, persecution is a wide range. It goes from murder even to, to discrimination. People were ostracized. See, and the thing about it is, is that we live in a Western world over 2,000 years later. Is persecution still happening to those of us of the church? Absolutely. And I ain't just talking about in some third world country. No, I'm talking about here 
right here in this Western world. But because of the wide range, so the persecution that is happening in, our, in the Western world, no, ain't nobody uh, in the United States getting killed, murdered, because they believe in Jesus necessarily. Even though that is still happening in places today. But because persecution is a wide range, it, it, don't, it, it, it don't stop at the, the most heinous crimes against uh, believers. No, it continues. And the reason why I'm saying this is because we need to understand that it got, there's a promise and a reward for those that have suffered persecution for the sake of Christ. That one can expect to receive at the coming day and, and this is what uh, the book of Peter talks to us about, that when, when Jesus comes, that there's rewards that he's given out for those that have been persecuted for uh, him. And that persecution, this is why we got to understand that, no, it ain't just being murdered, but some of us is experiencing persecution for the sake of the gospel or for the sake of Christ right now because we're being discriminated on our jobs. We're being made fun of in our neighborhoods because we, are known as believers and are not willing to compromise with the world. Believe me, the, 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 the reward is the same, my friend, because it's all about persecution. And we need to understand that because some people may even have a, a heart or a mindset that, uh, you know, if I'm not, you know, that persecution is only by being murdered or or something like that, you know, or, or the heinous, uh, you know, things, then we'll call that not persecution. But God calls it persecution. And the whole purpose behind this testimony of persecution is because God is calling all of us. It don't, it, whether you in the third world country where you, your life may be in danger for standing up for Christ, and not being ashamed of the gospel, or whether you are in the United States in this modern Western world, will you stand up and not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ? No, we ain't, we're in two different places, but for God, it's about the gospel. It's about one being saved, and it's about us standing up and not being ashamed. So yes, in that many of us, even on our college campuses, in our elementary schools, on our jobs, we will suffer persecution if you're standing up, if you are not ashamed. And God is calling us because we are living in a world that is calling for uh, you know, tolerance. We are living in a world, I said, that is calling for inclusion. So we are living in a world that God, as a believer, needs us to stand up for him and to not be ashamed of Jesus Christ, our hope of glory which we know that is the only hope of glory. And it doesn't matter. The, uh, your persecution don't have no age on it, my friend. Somebody need to know that right now. So it don't uh, discriminate uh, because you are uh, uh, you know, in elementary school 
It don't discriminate. It don't. It don't. Uh, you know. Uh, it, it don't weigh, give you a waiver because you are under a certain age. No persecution has no age limit. Persecution don't give you a waiver because you are over fifty years old either, my friend. Keep that in mind. So it don't take in considerations your senior citizenship. No persecution is here. And it's sent by the enemy. Persecution is a reference to being falsely uh, accused or unfairly accused for, not just uh, uh, falsely accused, that's what that means, not just accused, but falsely accused. And, and, and it comes from a place, you are being falsely accused with a purpose because of who you are who you believe and what you represent. We're talking about persecution, my friends. The one of the vehicles that God uses to give us a testimony. And you see it again if you in 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 um Second Timothy, if you go right back there, let's take a deeper look. Second at Second Timothy chapter three again. Let's look at it again. What he says in verse 11, it says persecution, afflictions, which happened to me. He's, this is Paul speaking to Timothy. He said, you was an eyewitness. You witnessed these things. You witnessed all the persecution that I endured. However, out of all of them, the Lord delivered me. Out of all of them, the Lord delivered me. There's his testimony, right? And he says in verse 12, yes, somebody say yes. Yes, and, and all who desire to live godly will suffer persecution. See, I just said that, see, persecution, it, it does not have a waiver of discrimination. Persecution is for all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus. Amen. So if that's you, then you are on the list. You're on the hit list of persecution, my friend. And if you are not being persecuted, then we ought to, we might want to check Yes, all who desire to live godly will suffer persecution. If, we are, if we're not going through some things like that, so I'm not talking about us going around looking for persecution. But if we ain't experiencing some of it, then we might want to take a look at what am I standing for? Am I standing for what the world is calling for, tolerance and inclusion, or am I standing for Christ? Am I not being ashamed of the gospel? And even if I ain't standing up for what they're saying, am I sitting down for the gospel? It's all the same. See, because if you see, because they're going to stand up for what, 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 what they're standing up for. And they're not going to be ashamed of it, my friends. But if we sit down and don't stand up, see, some of us think just sitting down is, is, is not, you know, 
uh, or, or, or let me say it like this, though. No. Some of us think that not standing up ain't, ain't, ain't sitting down. <laughs> Y'all missed that. See, see, some of us think that not standing up ain't sitting down. No, when you don't stand up, my friend, you guess what position you're in? You're still sitting down. So what does that mean, Pastor John? What I'm saying to you today, my friend, is if we don't stand up and not be ashamed, if we avoid the issue, if we just play it off, then you're sitting down, my friend. It's what you're doing. Yo, if you don't stand up, and wait to go to the bathroom because conveniently I go to the bathroom when it's time to not be ashamed. Oh, I didn't sit down. I just had to go to the bathroom. No, my friend, you sitting down. Persecution. God will deliver us all. We have to know and trust and understand. Just as it's been said, that we have to lean not on our own understanding. In these things. But we could know just as Paul do when he testified to Timothy. In his testimony to Timothy, we can see very clearly that it was because it wasn't a testimony that he was, he stopped and, and thought he had made it to the beach and he was ready to max and relax. No, he knew that this was just an open door for the journey of he, ahead. See, he was looking up and seeing beyond his testimony. Come on, somebody. Yes, was he thankful to have been delivered, but he knew that the journey was not ended, is what we're talking about, my friend. That there was so much more ahead in our testimony. You know, when God delivers us and brings us through some stuff, then it ought to give us confidence to continue to walk forward, knowing that he is with us. Like he told Joshua, I'll be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Because we got to know that going on this journey, if we still got some some uh, some road ahead of us that there's still some more obstacles to face. There's still some more enemy to cross. Enemy territories that we have to cross, my friend. And if you don't have, uh, if you just holding on to your testimony and ain't looking forward, you're not prepared for forward. But what a valuable commodity the testimony is, my friend. Both today and tomorrow, <coughs> if we can see it looking, if we can look up beyond the testimony and, and see how the testimony can propel us forward, that it can uh, give us, somebody said it earlier, confidence to be able to walk forward. Knowing that as he has brought me through the last one, that surely what I see up front of me, he can bring me through that one as well. And some of us need to know that, my friend, because just as your body has been afflicted and God has brought you through, sometimes that cancer comes back. But you got to know that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask to think. Glory be to God, my friend. Look up! Beyond the testimony. Because there's more territory. There's more of the journey ahead, my friend. And then number three is one that we all so familiar with. The vehicle, another vehicle that God uses 
as means of giving us a testimony. And that is trials and tribulation. Sounds familiar? Look at 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 4. And as you turn in there, you know, let me back up to persecution just one more time as you get into 1 Peter chapter 4. Because also in 1 Peter chapter 3, it says this, and who is he who will harm you if you become followers of what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you are blessed. See, if you are persecuted for righteousness sake, you are blessed, my friend. I didn't want to, I, I had to back up because I didn't want, want that to slip by because somebody needs to know that when we suffer for, for righteousness sake, for the sake of the kingdom of God, then you got to know that you are blessed, my friend. And it says, and do not be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled, but sanctify the Lord in your hearts and always be ready to uh, defend the given a defense for, for everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you. For the hope that is in you. See, this is the, the uh, looking up beyond our testimony. See, this is looking up knowing that when you get through the testimony that the, the, it ain't finished there, my friend. That there's something ahead and we got to even be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks how is it that you're standing through that persecution? You, I can see, your co-worker can see that they're falsely accusing you. At every angle, they're trying to push you out. At every angle, they're trying to come against you. We see it. Even the, 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 the out man can see it. But they're saying, how is it that you can still stand? What is that work in you, my friend? See, this is what the word of God is talking about. That our life be a living testimony. Hallelujah. That let your life be a living testimony. You see, every testimony ain't words that you say. Sometimes we have to live it out, my friend. Sometimes we have to stand up. Yeah, stand up. Somebody say, stand up. See, because those that are not ashamed, they don't just sit there. Those that are not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, they stand up. Hallelujah. Trials and affliction being the third. I got to say this too. Actually, yeah. Trials and affliction. First Peter chapter 4 verse 12. Look at this. This is beloved, do not think it's strange concerning fiery trials which is to try you as though some strange thing has happened to you. 
but what? But rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's suffering, my friend. See, it's high time for us to quit looking or thinking or feeling or allowing the enemy to lie to us about the fiery trials that we go through or that comes against us sometimes. Hello? See, because I, I didn't uh, been around for a little while and, and I didn't heard too many. I ain't talking about people of the world talk, going through fiery trials. I'm talking about the church and, not, and, 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 think, and, and, and hearing, you know, as though, uh, you know, what's wrong? You know, questioning God as though he was the one that presented the fiery trial. No, he may be the one that that allowed it, cause he, you know, or, 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 or he he may be he is the one that is bringing you through the fiery trial. How are you gonna question uh, the fiery trial that you're going through on the one that you depending on bringing you to it? It doesn't even make sense. And for most of us, we don't. He don't. If even if it worked like that, he don't have to bring no fiery trials, cause most of them we'll walk right into. Be like the little kid knowing that the, 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 the fire is hot, but I got to touch it anyway. Oh, and we don't want to forget about there is an enemy that is definitely looking, like, like the Bible says, that he's going to and fro. Looking whom he may devour. He's an accuser of the brethren to God himself. So the part that you don't just walk into, there's an enemy that's trying to, to give you some trials and some tribulations for you to deal with, my friend. So where is it that God has? That where is it that we even leave a, a place or time that we can blame our trials and our tribulations so much on God? And he's the first one that we'll blame it on. And he's the only one that can bring us to it. Wow, that sounds really insane. That sounds like one of them, uh, you know, uh, firemen that's a, you know, a fire. You know what a firefighter is? That sounds uh, uh, as demonic or, or as twisted as a, the firefighter that, that is the pyromaniac. He sets fires though he can put them out. God is not twisted like the, the, uh, the, the, the crazy or deranged firefighter, my friend. See, we're just trying to paint a picture that, that will make it very clear. So it's foolishness. For us to want to look to the one that is going to bring us through the trial or the tribulation to try to, uh, to have a mindset that he's the first one that we would accuse of putting us in the fiery trial. Just remember what James said, because most of our fiery trials is temptation in, in, in actuality. Most of our fiery trials are temptation. And the book of James says that we, you know, uh, first of all, when we fall into temptation, it's because it's a, what's in us, a lust that we already have. But even before then, he says, don't get it twisted. That when you are tempted, that you say that you've been tempted of God because God neither tempts with evil nor will he, can he? He, he has nothing to do with evil. Don't lie on God. But let us call it for what it is, my friend. Because he is the one that delivers us out of all of our temptation. He is the one that has made a way for 
escape. Come on, somebody. We got to get our, our minds right. Because there's so much that we need to be debriefed from, Debbie. That we've been taught, or, or, or I won't even, excuse me, I, I ain't going to even be so harsh as to say talk, but I say, Noreen, that we've been led to believe. So I'm not sure, led to believe could mean that the preacher didn't really mean that, but this is what you perceived from what the preacher was saying. We have to be debriefed from that. The truth is that God is the one that gives us, it brings us through afflictions, brings us through persecution, brings us through the trials and tribulation that we may have a testimony. Glory be to God. The Bible says in John chapter 16, you know, this is when Jesus was ministering to the disciples right before, or the apostles there before he was about to suffer on the cross. John 16, verse 33, real quick. He says, my peace. Or these things I have spoken to you. That in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation not might not could but will in the world you will have tribulation my friends however he says be of good cheer because I have overcome the world Romans chapter 5 verse 3 says that he even encourages us to glory in our tribulation. Because tribulation, what it produces, it produces some character in you, my friend. It produces patience or perseverance. And perseverance then will produce some other character that you need, that we need, my friend. On our journey to being uh, made over or fitted into a vessel that is fit for the masters, you see, because that's the journey that we own, my friend. That is what's beyond our testimony is a, 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 a vessel that is fit for God to use, my friend. For God to use. That is what's beyond our testimony. So somebody was wondering why. You know, you, I, I hear you saying that look up. And see beyond your testimony. Hey, my testimony, I, man, I, I like to hold it close and dear, and I get that. Why do I need to even move from here? I'm, this is my secure place. He just brought me out. I don't want to go nowhere else. And I get that. But he is calling us to be vessels that he can use for the rest of our stay here, my friend. We're back in 1 Peter chapter 4 as we get ready to close here. It says, look at this. Again, he says, beloved, do not think it strange when you uh, concerning fiery trials, which are to try you, 
as though some strange thing has happened. But rejoice to the extent that you have been partakers in the suffering of Christ, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you. For the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. You are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. So see, you can't be afraid to stand up and not be ashamed of what God is, 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 who God has made you. Or this beautiful uh, thing that he's making out of you. Glory be to God. See, somebody know what I'm talking about. See, somebody in here today have a desire, just as the song says, that, that to have the Lord to make something beautiful out of me. Can he make something beautiful out of me? Yes, what he can make is a vessel that is fit for his use. If we're not ashamed. He says, blessed you are, because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. On their part, he is blasphemed, but on your part, he is glorified. And I have to address this because somebody's going to see this. Maybe over the YouTube. And they need to know the truth, Jew. That while we are blessed because of the spirit of glory and of God that rests upon us, when we suffer for his sake. If you look in verse 15, it says, do not or let not your suffering be numbered as those as of the murderers, as the thieves, as the evildoers, as the busy bodies or any others, people of that matter. See, because there's many of us that are Christians that we begin to suffer or go through suffering trials and tribulations. We have some trials and some tribulations in our life right now. And they are not because of the sake of the kingdom. They are, we're going to call it what it is, they because you are a thief and a liar and you have not repented to the almighty God. The word of God says, suffer not to be that one. And it's what it's saying is don't call your fiery trials or the, or, or the persecution or the tribulation, uh, don't put that on God because it's not for his sake. It's because you are a liar. It's because you have walked in darkness and, and, and won't confess and repent. It don't mean you can't. It means you ain't. And it's many that are, you know, that's going through all kinds of stuff. Got to go to court tomorrow. Oh, I'm going to, yo. And we want to claim the promises of God that is reserved for those that are suffering tribulation or, go, or going through trials for the sake of the kingdom of God. Because we are believer. No, there's a special category that address you, my friend. And here it is. Don't be numbered under that one. 
Because it's not the same, my friend. And let no man lie. See, because what happens here, Peter, uh, he distinguishes between suffering for the sake of Christ and suffering for a person's own wrongdoing. For one's own wrongdoing. There's a clear distinction. So moving forward, as we get ready to close here, understand this. You know, the, we're going right back to the good news. The good news is yet if anyone, somebody say anyone, suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that matter. See? So when he's saying as a Christian, not because you're a Christian and you did wrong, that's not what he's saying. Don't try to twist it. He's saying that if you are fitting in what we're talking about earlier, that you are going through a trial or you are suffering you know, for uh, Christ, with Christ, as Christ did. See, Christ didn't suffer uh, in, in, you know, and in, in go through trials and, 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 and tribulation because uh, he had been lying and robbing the people. A murderer. Or going around as a busybody. Got to talk about everything and everybody. And then now he didn't, you didn't got caught up. No, he went about ministering and preaching the gospel. Or, or, or he went about doing the work of the kingdom. And when we are going about doing the work of the kingdom as Christians, as God's people, and we suffer persecution, blessed are you, my friend. Let, and he says for each and every one of us that we don't have to be downcast. Because we are suffering persecution. No, we can rejoice then. You can know that you're doing something right. And you can know that you have what's in store for you. As the will of God is being completed. Skip down to verse 19 in that same verse. And it says, therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their souls to him in doing good as to a faithful creator. So in other words, my friends, for those of us that are suffering for the kingdom and that is on this journey, then let us understand that our suffering is coming and it's put in place and it's set before us as God is making us over into vessels that are fit for the master's use that we pay attention to the conduct, our conduct throughout the time of our stay here with fear and this fear here is not a fear of being afraid but a reverence my friend Knowing that you were not redeemed to a corruptible thing like silver and gold, but you are redeemed to eternal life. It's high time that we pay attention to, my friends as believers, to the rest of our stay here. And like it's been said so many times that for most of us, our past uh, time 
is, 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 is much bigger than the time that we have before us. That we have more time, in other words, behind us than we do in front of us. So it's high time as believers, my friend, because we are headed to a destiny. And it ain't no doubt about it. And the good news is you know about it. See, there are some of people that is headed to a destiny that is ignorant about it, meaning they're not knowing about it. And woe to that man, but for those of us that know where our destiny lies and know what, we, what is ahead of us, my friend, that we now have to be concerned about the rest of our stay here, my friend. I'm 56 years old, and if God lets me live to be 75 years old, which ain't promised to many, do you realize, or do, uh, well, not you, because, but I realize that that's only 19 more years, my friend. And 19 years go by just like that. So even if I have a hope of making it to, that, that, to, to, to 75, which 75 seems like, you know, 75. But when you're 56, 75 ain't that far around the corner, my friend. If you wake up, if you look up and see what's beyond the testimony, you'll know that. And we cannot no longer uh, live as though we're going to be here forever. For we are pilgrims just passing through this place. We are foreigners and this is not our home. So hear what thus saith the Lord. It's truly time, my friend, for us to look up. And as excited as we are about the testimony, and we ought to be, let us know that it's something beyond the testimony. There's a reason that God is bringing you through that. And it ain't just for you to, to stop. But it's for you to look up and see what's ahead. Just as I said it before, the testimony is not just what God brings one through, but also what God is bringing one to. And for many of us on the other side of our testimony is a bright light that is shining, that God is saying, come on, my friend. I got something for you. Come on, my friend. Glory be to God. Let us look to the Lord in the name of Jesus, Father.